it's the 15th of June in the year of our Lord 2021 and it's just come up to quarter past 12 in the afternoon here in the UK. Here we are with The Good Life and I'm joined as always by the fantastic, I don't know what to call you now, now you're, you're like a writer, um, public speaker, health guru. It's just what is it, what don't you do Clive DeCarl? Uh, well, I, that's rather over generous, but uh, you know, I've, over the years, I've tried to figure out what health is, and when people lose it, how to get it back. And it's, it's not nearly as difficult as a lot of people believe. Well, your knowledge is by far the best that I've ever come across, Clive. And uh, as listeners who've listened to us over the years knows how many people Clive has helped, along with myself. Um, and he's still doing it now. He's the first, my first port of call. Um, what's fascinating me, a friend of mine, Clive, um, they, her husband is in the paratroopers. He's got a desk job now, but he's got rheumatoid arthritis very, very badly. And I think there's a scale that they have and it should be in between one and 12 usually, apparently, this, this scale and he was off the charts at something like 52. Damn, I don't know how that works. She just said his levels were 52 and they should be between 1 and 12. Uh, the doctor advised him to take steroids. He didn't want to do the steroids. So he's currently on day 24 of a water-only fast. And she says he's doing absolutely fine. I just can't get my head around that. <laughs> so I want to talk fasting, basically. Is it good for you? Does it heal things? Should we do it? Do we need to be prepared for it? Tell us about fasting, Clive DeCarl. Well, yes to all those questions. You know, preparing for it uh, is important because it makes the whole thing much easier, you know, much more pleasant. Um the benefits have been proven since time began, I suppose. And there have been many people who've had very, very, very serious life-threatening conditions who have uh, done a water fast uh, and have recovered against all the odds. Now, a water fast without knowledge is, I would simply say, just not safe. And there are actually clinics uh, who um, uh, make sure that you are totally well during a water fast, of course, as you know, there are lots of different ways to fast. A water fast is perhaps um, uh, one of the best uh, in a way, but it depends if you're strong. You, know, you need to be strong to start with to want to fast. If you're at the end of life and you weigh hardly anything and you're wasting away, then a fast probably will finish you off rather than help you. But if you, I mean, it works brilliantly fasting for people who are overweight because um, as soon as you switch to burning fat rather than burning carbohydrates or sugar, uh, then the weight drops off because you're actually burning, using the fat as fuel. You know, so um, uh, let, let, let's start perhaps with the idea of intermittent fasting, um, which a lot of people do perhaps just by skipping breakfast. You know, the, uh, the shorter your eating window in the day, it seems that the better that is for you. Um, then, you know, I mean, the sort of benefits one can get apart from weight loss is that the body starts producing more stem cells, which are all about, you know, 
strength and you elongate your telomeres at the end of the cells um, you know, because fasting creates telomerase, which is all about longevity. You know, people with long telomeres apparently live longer. Um, it starts um, the process of cell recycling where, uh, you know, there's a cell that's on its way out. The body's perfectly capable of re recycling that cell and making a strong one. They call it uh, uh, autophagy. And so if you're fasting, it triggers that recycling of cells. And, you know, so you're, 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 you're so to speak, de-aging uh, and getting strong through, through fasting. <clears throat> it's going to make you more resilient uh, in, in general. Um, so what happens uh, if you uh, want to do a fast of any length? Well, I think the first thing to do is to look at uh, eating a keto-only diet, a ketogenic diet, for three or four or five or whatever days beforehand so that your body's already in fat-burning mode. So, you know, so many of us uh, are basically eating three main foods, which are grains, oils, and sugars. Yeah. Uh, those being the most dangerous of all the food groups. But a lot of people... Um, there are some of those in probably every meal they're eating, particularly if they're eating processed foods. And uh, so if you cut those out, the grains, the sugars, and the unnatural oils, like any oil from a bottle, perhaps, except, okay. for, except for olive or coconut. So um, grains, sugar, and... Oh, sorry, I'm making notes because I think I was going to suggest that maybe... Next week, I do a fast, and you can start me off later on in this show. You can tell me how I just need to prepare for it, and then I may endure on a fast next week, and then we can we can do maybe a little diary of it, and uh, we can let people know how I get on. Maybe maybe I won't start for 24 days, though, Clive. Maybe I'll just well, do a week. <laughs> well, you, you see, you can start with a fast by missing breakfast. Okay. You know, and okay. you can pat yourself on the back for doing that. For a lot of people, that's quite difficult because yeah. of the habit and the addiction to grains and sugar. You know, yeah. grains and sugar are so addictive and they make you hungry. You know, you go into a restaurant, what's the first thing they do? They give you a bread roll or something. Yeah. Bread. And that makes you, you really hungry. You know, they do it just like they put salty peanuts or something in a bar to make you thirsty. They give you bread to make you hungry. People think, oh, I'll fill myself up with a bit of bread, but it doesn't always work that way. And um, so the moment you come off grains and sugar, for example, uh, then you're automatically going into fat burning because you know, our, our cells of our body, our brain, that sort of thing, runs on carbohydrates or, or glucose. You know, the carbohydrates break down with potato or sweet potato, whatever it is, breaks down into sugar. And we need a little bit of that, not much, uh, to run on. So if we start um, depriving ourselves of the sugar from carbohydrates, then uh, the body is forced to go into ketosis, which is where instead of burning the carbs, it burns the fat. And burning fat is way more effective for us than burning the carbs, burning the sugars. You know, we, so the moment we start burning fat, then uh, the body starts getting stronger, fitter, uh, you know, ev everything is on our side and we lose weight because the fat is held in the weight. So why 
do we have fat in the first place? Well, there are a couple of different reasons. One of them is eating processed foods or perhaps just too, too many calories. Uh, the second is that if one's got toxins in the body that the, the body doesn't know how to get rid of, it, it may just store them in fat to keep them out of the way of the essential organs in the bloodstream. And so for some people, the idea of cutting out the carbs and the processed foods is probably the cause of the fat in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so um, one thing that can happen is that if there are uh, toxic chemicals, say, locked up in those fats, is it possible you might feel a little weaker maybe at the beginning of a longer fast? And you might. It may be partially just the changeover from the body switching systems um but you know we're made for survival right yeah this is the most unusual time for human beings where there is abundance for, for not all but many people let's say in the western developed countries for a lot of people there is a, an abundance of food that if we were living a natural life never would have occurred so we've got the opportunity to eat anytime we want if we can afford it Whereas in the past, you know, we'd have to go out and hunt it or go out yeah. and find it. So uh, we're not really made for constant eating all the time because, you know, most, a lot of animals in the wild, they may go hunting and they don't get anything that day and they may not get anything the next day. And we would have been a little similar, you know, we, we, we humans are hunter-gatherers and um, different Absolutely. seasons, one may not be able to hunt or gather what one might in another season. So... Yeah, we are designed for fasting, actually. We're designed yeah. for it. So how easy is it or how difficult is it if you've never done it before? Well, uh, the first time I tried uh, a long-term fast, you know, um, I the, the aim was I'd fast for 10 days. That was my plan. And um, so for about five days before, I adapted my diet uh, to cut out um, the uh, foods we just mentioned, you know, no carbs, no sugars, just trying to clean up my diet. And so by the time I started the fast, I, I, I was already feeling fine. I'd cut, cut out all the processed stuff. And um, so I was sort of prepared. And yeah, uh, then... Uh, the type of fast I did was perhaps a slightly unusual one. Um, and uh, what the people said to me, I've never done one before at this point, really. They, they said, well, look, so that you feel full rather than your tummy grumbling because it's empty, um, use psyllium husks in water. Now, psyllium husks are a you know, plant material, and uh, you mix it with water, and it auto immediately goes gloopy. And the longer you leave it, the gloopier it gets. So if you drink it uh, before it's gone gloopy with lots and lots of water, uh, it goes into the stomach and then goes gloopy in your stomach. So you feel full, even though you actually haven't eaten anything. So it's got zero calories, as I understand it. So twice a day, uh, I was given a glass full of psyllium husks to make me feel full. And... Um, then uh, twice a day, we were given uh, the juice of a fresh coconut to drink mm. for the electrolyte factors. So if you're going to fast, you want to make sure that you've got enough water, ideally, and enough uh, natural sea salt to, 
to make sure you've got enough electrolytes. But another way is is coconut water. But it's got to be fresh from the coconut, not not the rubbish you get in in packets. You know, that's not that's highly processed. So that's how I did it. The thing that surprised me, really surprised me, that I wasn't very hungry. Really? I, I thought, oh my god, I'm going to go through hell. It's going to be dreadful. Actually, it was all right. I was really quite surprised, but that was to do with the preparation. You know, I'd already reduced and reduced. Mm. And um, so I thought, well, by day two or day three, I'm just going to be ravenous. And I wasn't. I literally, it really surprised me. I wasn't hungry. God. You see, I couldn't, I couldn't, well, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Now, there are all sorts of fasts anyway. I mean, you can do the juicing fast as well. Um, but, I, I, I mean, after we, we had a chat last night, um, because I, I I do like my sugars, I've got to try and lose the sweet tooth. And even though I'm, you know, I'm cutting out sort of crap food, I'm buying a lot of fruit, but then obviously that's I'm just replacing the sugar. So if you do, if you decide to go and do a like a smoothie fast, is it recommended to stay away from putting fruit into the smoothie? I mean, I've tried, I've done smoothies before, but I always do always have to add either a blueberry or a raspberry into when it's just the veg because it's the taste so foul. Um, but would you recommend not adding fruits to doing a smoothie if you're going to do smoothie and juicing? Uh, in my opinion, drinking smoothies is breaking the fast. Oh, right. Okay. I, 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 and juicing, uh, depending on what you're juicing, can be dangerous. Well, and the, the idea of fasting is you don't put anything in your That's mouth. It. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, you know, when people say, oh, I've just done a juice fast, well, you know, no, you've just done a course of juicing. That's not a fast, not really. Right. Okay. So, in the preparation for doing it, Clive, um, what else should should we just be slowly? I mean, you said already cutting out breakfast, but that should that be done sort of over a period of time, and maybe not cut out breakfast, but maybe cut out lunch, or maybe start off with breakfast, then cut out lunch, and slowly, gradually do it. Well, you know. <clears throat> there are essentially four different types of fasts, at least. Um, so, you know, an intermittent fast is, is often considered, let's say, you, you just eat between a six and an eight hour window, maybe. So, you know, you maybe have lunch at midday and have an evening meal at seven or something, and then that's it. Um, or, or narrow it down even more than that. Um, because when you're not eating, you're in more in healing mode, you know, when you're asleep, particularly, you know, that's when the, the real healing of all the organs goes on. So um, we've got a choice of digesting and getting healing from that food or not digesting and really going for the body, going straight into the full self repair thing. And because of, you know, the stem cells and so on that we mentioned before, uh, just an intermittent fast is good, and you could do that once a week. You know, you could just once a week, uh, perhaps uh, go without eating entirely for one day. That would be another way to do it. Or maybe once a month, you mm -hmm. could um, uh, stop eating for forty-eight or seventy-two hours. You know, so uh, I, 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 I think the thing is to get to get it right for who you are, so you don't. You don't push yourself way too far and you become totally exhausted, you know. But I think start, starting off with just skipping breakfast uh, every day, then you could try a one-day fast. Uh, but 
being ketogenic and just avoiding the carbs and the sugars is going to make it so much easier. But there are, there are a number of things that really are important to understand if you're going to do a fast. Now, if you're going to do a fast, you do not want to break it by taking any fat-soluble vitamins. Oh, right. Okay, now this is what I need to do because thanks to you, I have the best product range going. Uh, and now I'm so religious on how I'm taking everything. Uh, the iodine, I'm making sure I leave at least half an hour before I do the vitamin C. Uh, because under your advice, it will cancel with the both out. Uh, I'm having a fantastic results, Clive, with the magnesium. That sciatica has gone completely. I'm actually sleeping through the night. I've upped the iodine, as you suggested to do with my with ladies of a certain age and hot flushes, uh, where I was waking up three, four times during the night. Um, I am now not waking up at all in a puddle of sweat. And I've only just started to see the results of that over the last 48 hours. And just for the listener's benefit, I had to go to the dentist yesterday and I had an abscess and they wanted to give me antibiotics. Obviously, I phoned Clive. He told me to take vit vitamin C, I think, was it every 12 minutes, you said? Um, I didn't, I did I think I went at about every 20 minutes. But, and then what else did I do? We, we did the vitamin C. I did the washing the mouth out with the colloidal silver and the oil of cloves as instructed by Clive. And the swelling, yeah, last night I had quite a bit of the swelling underneath my, like my jawline from the abscess. Well, that isn't there now and that's like overnight so going back to fasting what vitamins shouldn't i take then and minerals okay well um let, let's start with what you should what okay. you can do okay. uh you know before you start you want to hyperhydrate you want to get some celtic salt hyperhydrate hang on because i'm i'm writing notes here as well hyperhydrate celtic salt yeah yeah, so, so a pinch of salt in the water. And so before you start, you want to be as hydrated as you can possibly be. Now, as you know, if you wanted to uh, uh, not eat so much in, in a meal, if you drank lots of water half an hour before a meal, you wouldn't feel nearly so hungry because the water would have filled you up a lot. Yeah. And it's a, it's a little bit like that. But because you're going to be detoxing on a fast, uh, the more hydrated you are, the more easy it is for the body to do that detoxing. So you can drink things other than water in a fast. There, there are a lot of arguments for green tea. Um, you know, in many in you know Japanese and uh, Chinese cultures, drinking dr green tea during a fast would be viewed as a good thing. And green tea um, creates GABA in the brain, which makes a lot of people calm and happy. Uh, matcha green tea is uh, good. There, there are a number of reasons why one might want to take some apple cider, raw unpasteurized apple cider vinegar in water yeah. while doing a fast. Um, there are a number of, uh, I mean, you know, even a, 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 cup of, a cup of black coffee would be allowed, but not no milk. Uh, so. I think it's a very good idea to drink water with some Celtic salt in it during a fast to make sure that all your electrolytes uh, are good. Um, 
Celtic sauce. Where we can, where can we source Celtic sauce sort from? Because we you used to you used to do it, and I haven't been able to to find any decent. I mean, I'm seeing Himalayan salt everywhere. But I mean, this is if I'm going into a shop, a natural health yeah. shop. Yeah, uh, um, online is the way forward. Um, on eBay, there's a, a brand called Cell de Gerond. Cell de Gerond. And it's a cooperative of all the salt producers uh, in France, uh, and they have, it's great. They have a cooperative, and it's something like seven pounds plus postage or something for a huge big bag. Okay. Uh, so it's very inexpensive, and it tastes twenty times better than any other salt I've ever tried. Mm. I totally agree. I, I completely agree. I mean, I I haven't had any of the Celtic sea salt now, I suppose, for about a year, and I have been using the pink Himalayan. But it, it, it's not as nice. It's nowhere near as nice. Well, as you know, uh, uh, salt is dried ocean. Oceans don't come in pink and they don't hang out in the Himalayas. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I didn't, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So um, basically, if you're doing a fast, you it sounds bizarre, but you don't necessarily need antioxidants like uh, vitamin C. And in fact, okay. it's better to actually avoid uh, vitamin C. You might want to avoid vitamin B, the B vitamins as well, just for a short time. Um, but of course, you know, everybody's different. There, there is no absolute rule uh, for any of this. But um, uh, I just don't want to miss anything out here. Okay, there are various things you can do that will make it easier. If you are craving sugar, carbs, you've got a sweet tooth, chances are you're low on chromium. Every diabetic tested tends to be low on chromium. And so if you're low on chromium, you crave carbs and sugar. That seems to be how it works. So for very little money on, online, one can buy chromium or chromium and vanadium as a supplement. And some people find that it just, so, you know, they're just not so interested in the naughty foods as they were earlier on that day you know it can work right away chromium so um that's worth research the only thing that i'm advising i'm not giving medical advice this is all just subjects that you might want to research yourself um now when you stop a fast let, let, let's say you did um okay right let me go backwards an ideal time to fast is between 24 and 72 hours, right? One whole day, two whole days, or three whole days. And after that, the effects diminish. So, you know, you want to, it'd be better to do two or three day fasts once a month, say, than a much longer one, uh, because apparently the, the effects diminish. But when I did a long one, after I finished the 10-day fast, um, I didn't feel like eating. I just didn't feel like, so I carried on. And then after about three or four more days, um, I still didn't really feel like eating, but I thought it would be a good idea. So I went into a really nice health, health food store, and normally when I went into that health food store, I knew exactly what I'd choose, and it would tend to be... Um, savory and cheesy, you know, various things I used to buy. Suddenly, I couldn't believe it. The only thing I was interested in eating in was fresh fruit and vegetables. I was not interested in any of the rest of what was in the store, which normally I would have loved. 
it had reset what I wanted to eat. Um, after a while, old habits took over and I started eating the way I used to. But um, what I was expecting after a long fast was to feel really, really good. And I, I didn't really notice much change in that department. But I was certainly fitter afterwards and you know, it did reset my whole craving thing. Um, it, it, it was interesting. But I think now I'd rather do short fasts. And, um, you know, I, I want to feel comfortable with it. So I'd be certainly using fulvic minerals beforehand. Okay. Because to try and get, and I'd, I'd actually be putting fulvic minerals in, in the water that I was drinking uh, while I was doing a fast because, you know, we, we, we eat only partially to feel full and partially for the calories. You know, a big drive of why we eat is, is to get min minerals and vitamins and stuff. And the body, the subconscious, will make you eat more if if you're lacking minerals and the body thinks, well, by eating more of that meal, you, you'll get more of those minerals. So if you've got the mineral thing covered, then uh, your, your appetite will be less, in theory. Um, if it came to breaking a long fast, you want to break it with really simple foods. I, I would probably just go for... Um, uh, maybe I'd normally never recommend protein powder, but if you're a vegan, you could go for a protein powder if you, if you had to, just as a thing to break the fast, not putting any pressure on the body. You know, I'd, I'd be putting protein in, you know, uh, a bit of... Normally, I would recommend fatty fish and fatty meat, but breaking a fast, I'd just go for a bit of uh, plain white fish or lean meat, uh, something very plain, and you want to break the fast in the evening, so, the, that, so that then you can carry on sleeping, sleeping through it. Don't put any carbs in on the on when you break your fast. And uh, then what's interesting is whether when you start having a food that you haven't had for a few days, um, whether you notice a reaction to it. You could buy one of those little pulse meters, pulse oximeter, they call them, about 10 quid on online. And you put it on your finger, you, you sit down at the table, and you just make sure your pulse gets steady after a minute or two, whatever it takes. Then you eat one food group. Let's say it could be a potato, or it could be an egg, or it could be bread, or one food group, and watch as you eat it whether your pulse goes up. Now, it, it, it's not 100% reliable, but if your pulse does go up while you're still sitting down, there's a chance that that means you're allergic to that food or having a bad reaction to it. Is it the food itself or is it the chemicals in the food? Is it the way the food's been produced? You know, you've got to work that bit out. But after a fast, this is a good good time to try and test how you feel. You know, you, you, you have the grains for the first time. Has your tummy bloated? You know, you've had cheese for the first time. Has, has your tummy bloated? You know, what is going on? And everybody's going to be different. You know, I was doing a mainly raw vegan diet for a little while and my, my bowels did not like it my gut did not like that diet whereas for other people it's fantastic and yeah so you know to by having a reasonably long fast it is a good way to sort of try and recalibrate what food's right for you did you get tired after that meal or not um you know the first day of a fast you might feel a bit tired um but generally the the, the trick is to just uh 
carry on. And, um, you know, some people think, oh, I've, I've just got to rest all day if I'm not eating. Well, not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, there have been people who've done long fasts, you know, water fasts, let, let me say, let me suggest under supervision, you know, not just doing it themselves. All right. T 21 days, 40-day water fasts, supervised, and, uh, you know, their tumours have gone away, that sort of thing. Massive. You know, I know people, or, or no, sorry, uh, there are people who've done um, juice fasts where they've been very careful about what they're juicing. They're not juicing fruits, maybe, maybe, some, maybe some berries, you know, berries being the healthiest, least sweet of all, all the fruits, or least, least damaging of all the fruits. Yeah. And then they'd be very careful with the oxalates, not too much kale or chard or spinach, because that would, uh, you'd be in risk of kidney stones, you know, oxalate poisoning, too, too much juicing if you don't get it right. Wow. would be an issue. But let's say you're using celery, cucumber, small amount, very small amounts of carrot, very small amounts of beetroot. You know, let, let, let's say you, you buy a book or you, you, you study how to do a juice fast uh, to overcome serious, serious life-threatening diseases or eyesight problems, you know, macular degeneration. People who've done the juicing thing right, a month later, their macular degeneration has repaired itself. So this is, if you like, a real juice fast where it's done with with intelligence and intent. Yeah. Um, and what are the dangers if you do something, you know, you said if you gradually come off things slowly as not to upset you. What can be the, 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 the damages if somebody does come off and like, they've done this fast and then they just literally binge at all the wrong food? What what is the what is the damage? Can they get they're going to be very sensitive after having done a fairly long fast. They're going to be yeah. very sensitive. So, A, psychologically, having broken, possibly broken some of the addictive you know, messages that those foods are giving, they may, as I found, you just may not want the old foods that you did. They just won't be attractive for you because, you know, your body has reset itself to knowing what's right. I mean, you know, if we were in the forest living an old-fashioned life, you know, we, we would walk right right past the packet of, of bread because we wouldn't know what it was. We'd just be interested in, you know, hunting gathering. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, there are, there are some great benefits from fasting on an emotional level. Um, you know, it, it, it is not the easiest thing to do. It's not. And uh, we're so addicted to food. Uh, but um, you know, if you're diabetic, uh, you want to uh, take care of your blood sugar. And if you are diabetic, your blood sugar might go up on day one because your body hasn't got used to this whole fasting thing. So you might have to be extra careful. If you're type 1 diabetic, you, you, you want to watch your, your insulin levels. You may need more which might be the opposite of what you might have thought would have happened. Um, you know, I say this, I'm type 1 diabetic, and, uh, you know, I was expecting, oh, I'm not eating, then my insulin levels are going to crash and go right down, but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, I was quite, because the, the body takes time to get used to a new situation. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Now, there's one other thing. It's not a very nice, it's not a very nice topic. 
uh, and I'm just I'm dropping this on you because when I did have the idea of fasting before, I went and I got a. I'm just going to get it out. Um, it's a detox. It's a detox. Sorry, listeners. Um, and it's a green coffee colonic. Are these wise to do after or before a fast? It's got a little tube. A bit like what happened when I had to put the yogurt, when I had my diverticulitis. It's one of these contraptions. Um, so it's a green coffee. Um, I've had it quite a while. I haven't used it. I haven't even taken it out of the box, actually. Uh, it doesn't look very pleasant, but it's, yeah, it's a completely uh, a detox using green coffee um, up your bottom. Green, uh, green coffee enema kit. Yes, well, what uh, the do first... you suggest on on these? Uh, Should they be used or not? Number one, is it organic? If it's not, you do not want to use it. So that's number one. Right. You do coffee enemas if if it's organic. Um, okay. It's... No, I don't think. Okay, that was a bit of a waste of money. I got it over a year ago, and it doesn't say that it's uh, organic. No. You know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty tough on the organic thing, but you know, if you were going to inject, some... oh, it is so sorry. Detox organic green enema coffee. Good, good. You know, most people who are making that product would know that it's important because when you're putting something inside you like that, it's just the same as an injection. You know, so you you know, it, it's literally going straight into the bloodstream through the portal vein into the liver and detoxing the liver. You know, enemas are great for liver detox and you know. <laughs> Right. A number of things. So uh, when I did the long fast, I was doing enemas every day, and I was expecting. You know, people said, "Oh, you know, I just done one. All this, all these stones came out, or this came out, that came out." Uh, for me, nothing came out at all. Uh, that was un unusual. You know, people were getting all sorts of telling, telling. You know, there was a group of us. So, you know, some sort of slimy brown stuff out of their bum. And I mean, you know, wow, you know, but that did, that didn't happen for me. So, yeah, it's a very popular uh, way to should do I it. Should I prepare for Should I prepare beforehand or can I just like get stuck in, as they say? <laughs> well, um, you know, some people, the first time they do an enema, find that they don't necessarily have the muscles to retain it for long and you know, it's one of those things you can do it by yourself on the bathroom floor or whatever and um uh it's it's something you got to experiment with i mean a lot of people think that it's a fantastic thing to do uh you know i can see the benefit of enemas then there's the next step up which is colonics which is you know yeah which is a much more invasive thing and i'm I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not drawn. I don't to, think I'd like that, really. I'm, I'm not drawn to that no. one at all. And no. you know, I'd rather do things that our ancestors did. You know, enemas have been used, I think, for a very, very long time. Yeah. Colonics, that's a whole other level. And uh, so, you know, our ancestors generally had things right. So, you know, fasting, I'd definitely recommend um, possibly supplementing with, with a little bit of magnesium while you're doing it to ensure that you're feeling calm uh, during that time. Um, you know, 
Should you be in a good headspace if you're going to do these fasting? Because if somebody's got a lot of drama and all sorts going on around them, is it? Would you advise that people should that they should maybe do a do a fast, or are you okay? Uh, well, I mean, you know, that's such a wide question. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, but um, mentally, should you be in a good, you know, if say if you've, you've got a lot of drama, you've got a lot of stress in your life, then you decide to undertake a fast, no, would, you, would you stay, just get yourself in the right headspace before you I, started? I would, yes. yes I, I think that would be, be important. <laughs> I mean, you know, some people on fasts, they, they seem to almost gain energy. And, you know, some, some people, it, it may, makes them more tired. Uh, I think it probably depends on how strong their reserves of, vitamins and minerals and stuff are in the first place. But, uh, you know, just do a fast because you want to, ideally. Try and psych yourself up to the idea that whatever it is you need, being stronger, being thinner, being healthier, is is going to be uh, a great challenge rather than a horrible th- thing you've got to face. I mean, as I say, I was surprised it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. I mean, really, really surprised. Really? Oh, so let's just jump subjects now, uh, just to close the show. I spoke to you last night and I and it was very wrong of me because um, I've just been baptised and it isn't very Christian. But I was kind of chuckling away because reports were coming out of Sky News Australia that airlines are looking at whether or not they should take people who've been vaccinated because of um, the blood clotting and the airlines are concerned about people then being sued for the deep vein thrombosis uh, and having these effects. So I actually phoned Clive up yesterday and I'm like, oh, can you believe it? Like, talk about talk about the irony, all these people going off to get their vaccines so they can get on holiday. Uh, but... It doesn't look like they might not be able to go. And uh, you replied to me, rubbish. You don't think that's right, do you? You don't think that's going to happen? Well, or it won't happen? A friend of mine's a pilot for a, a major uh, airline. And she said, well, look, you know, 99% of the pilots probably uh, have been vaccinated. So if the airlines admit that there's a risk of thrombosis from the vaccine and take it seriously then what about the pilots? They're at risk. Do you want your pilots, one of the pilots, to have uh, a blood clot while flying the plane? Well, then this is actually... okay. so maybe they won't stop people being vaccinated because of that, but then that is quite worrying if if these pilots, as you say, have had it. And what if they do? I mean, look at the footballer. I mean, I think they're now trying to say young people shouldn't go straight out and do exercise after it. But I think it was well over a week. Uh, I think he had it on the 34th. 1st of May, the footballer who collapsed. I think he's still alive, but he, he did collapse and uh, had a heart attack. Uh, so, I mean, f- footballer, how, how, how old is it? Like in his early 30s, something like that. I don't know how old the guy was. Um, but that is also, you know, quite concerning, Clive, that you're going to go and get on a plane and a, and, and a pilot's had the vaccine. Well, uh, there, there are always two pilots on commercial jets, so that's... Yeah, what if they both had it? Well, it's pretty, it's pretty unlikely. But, I, you know, either flying aeroplanes is going to stop completely because nobody can trust the pilots or it carries on. So, um, I mean, obviously they're using travel as one of their major levers yeah. to get people vaccinated. But, 
you know, this is World War Three, and just because they've said, oh, you get your vaccine, you'll be fine. Um, no, that's not yeah. their plan. Their plan well, is their, no, that freedom is not part of their plan. And I mean, who? how dare they? How dare they say UK Freedom Day? I mean, what's that all about? They were actually well, basically admitting that we have been silenced and like the 14 days to flatten the curve. Now, what date? Who knows? So uh, how many people watching mainstream and not, you know, uh, more private um, um, news, uh, more, 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 more open uh, platforms, how many people know what happened to Eric Clapton? What happened to Eric Clapton? He took the first jab and was very ill. He oh, really? The, then he took the second one what? and his hands stopped working for, for uh, two or three weeks. He, he thought he may uh, have lost uh, his abilities for life and it uh, took him a long time to recover. Now, you think somebody famous like Eric Clapton would be on the news? You know, Eric yeah. Clapton. I, I, I don't watch television, so I don't know. I don't read the newspaper, so no, I don't know. No, neither do I. But yeah. I suspect that nobody's heard it. Wow. Well, I hadn't heard it. Yeah, it's not going to be on YouTube. No, no, no. It's just, uh, it's, well, do you know what? This is this is quite bizarre. I just had to phone up the local council because my recycling bin went. And she was like, yeah, I agree. She went, yeah, I agree. She goes, but I'm really embarrassed. She goes, I actually went and had it. I really wish I hadn't now. She goes, because I wanted to go on holiday. And do you know what? Somebody within the local council agreeing on every single word I said. And I'm like, wow. I said, aren't you worried that we're talking like this and your call's being recorded? She went, no. She said, you're absolutely right. Every single thing you've said, you're exact, exactly right on. And I said, yeah, I know I am. She said, I wish I hadn't done it. And I only had it done so I could go on holiday. <laughs> there you go. Says it all. Well, this is it. You know, they will lie and lie and lie and continue to lie and continue to print money and it'll never stop until we, the people, wake up. But, I mean, they are so censoring people like Eric Clapton. Uh, yeah. So, you know, all sorts of people are ill from the vaccine. So yeah. many people, and they're covering it all up. People are dying. And uh, the, the figures now is having like 800,000 reported of vaccine damage cases in England, and the government themselves say that's approximately 10% of the real amount, which would make it 8 million vaccine-damaged people, uh, and many people reckon it's much higher than that. But still, you've got people, well, the community that I, you know, the, the area that I live in, you know, it's like, oh, they're all getting excited because they're going for their second job. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Stoke, you know, let's talk about it in our group. I nearly said the name of it then. Let's all talk about it in our group. And we're all, yes, we're all going to get vaccinated. And it's like, oh, I don't think there's probably a single person in the village who hasn't been. I haven't seen. And anyway, it is what it is. Um, I have got a bit more news. Have you heard there is a new mainstream media news channel? I didn't know anything about it until I spoke to a friend. It's by Andrew Neil, former BBC. But apparently all these presenters are anti-woke. They've got various ranges, uh, ages and ethnicities. And it's the lot that are just fed up with the woke community. And they're actually covering uh, the freedom rallies. Um, they, they seem to be covering everything. 
and there's a whole range and it's called GB News. And apparently within the first day, their ratings had soared above the BBC. And apparently you can find it on the Sky channels, on all your cable. I don't think it's on your, your normal terrestrial telly. I don't know. I wouldn't know because I'm not on there. You can get it on an app and online. And it's called GB News. And apparently it was only launched a few days ago and it's wiping the floor. I, bet, I think it's like the UK's version of Fox News, you know, and not not far left agenda. Um, so it might be worth keeping an eye an eye on that to see what's happening. I mean, it's, it's obviously not going to be, they're obviously going to be hiding stuff and there's always going to be fake news put in there um, because I'm sure they've probably got the same paymasters. But uh, that's good to know that there is something a little bit alternative for those of us who aren't uh, far left or lefty, wokey, LGBTQ+, whatever else you want to add onto that. So did you hear about this uh, new platform, Clive, or not? I, I did, but I mean, clearly, if people like Andrew Neil are involved, it's just controlled opposition. It's yeah, just exactly. trying try, trying to fool the people that uh, everything is fine and and so on. And big people are joining this sort of group, but it'll, it'll just be controlled opposition, in my opinion. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Um, so, have you got anything on this week? What's have you got? Um, are you um, writing? Are you foraging? Are you speaking or consulting, Clive? I am writing a new article for The Light, which is going to be mainly on magnesium uh, for the benefit of the people who haven't woken up to magnesium benefits yet. Um, other than that, I'm editing some videos. Uh, I've there's, there's so much, so much interesting stuff coming out right now several products and I've got um, I've got a video which I've got to finish editing there's a device out from the people the spooky people uh, for men with prostate issues and lots of tests in China uh, of this particular device quite inexpensive a few hundred pounds and it seems to sort of be the answer for prostate issues. I mean, anybody with a prostate issue needs to realize they may need more selenium and zinc, but this is an, uh, a, a frequency device uh, that you wear for half an hour, men wear for half an hour uh, a day, something like that. And it, uh, I haven't studied it yet in, in enough depth, but it sounds like what every man with a prostate issue might feel he wants to invest in. Wow. And that, yeah, that, there, there are four other things like that that I'm working on at the moment. And um, so, yeah, I, I'd recommend if anybody wants to uh, keep in touch with the latest stuff, that they should uh, consider checking out the Secret Health Club, which is on my website, which you can reach hopefully through Lou's. Yeah, I've got, yeah, you just go on to my, go on to lewcollins.uk, click Clive's face, and that will take you straight to Clive's um that will take you straight to Clive's website. So um, I do strongly urge people to go and have a look out at the Secret Health Clubs because some of the information and some of the videos that aren't out there on YouTube that Clive's done are really, really invaluable and uh, I cannot highly recommend. Um, I've also got a little bit of other news and this also involves Clive. Clive is uh, going to be going on to the Pete Santilli show at some point next week over in America and 
I'm also going separately onto the Pete Santilli show um, to be interviewed. And uh, we are going to start working uh, quite a lot alongside people across the pond with especially the things that um, we are expecting to come very, very soon. Uh, the collapse of the cabal. So we're going to be doing quite a lot of stuff, um, myself and, and Clive, with the, the folks over in America. We'll obviously send you all the links as and when we get them. And uh, I'll keep everybody informed what date Clive's going to be making his debut onto the Pete Santilli show. And may I just say, guys, if anyone knows, uh, wants to get Clive on to speak on radio shows um, and thinks he should be somewhere, just can you drop me a line? You can just pop a word in Messenger. Uh, to me uh, on Facebook or you can send me an email info at lukecollins.uk um, if you uh, want Clive to be a guest on your show because his knowledge if everybody had a lesson of, with Clive they would really be able to sort of, he's, he, he's helped me out I can't I can't thank him enough. And I know I'm really bigging you up today, Clive, but I kind of took it all in stock last night when I wasn't laying in a pool of sweat, waking up three times with no hot flushes. And now, ooh, when I got up out of bed with my back and no swelling under my jawline. So hence why you're getting all the heed today, because you fixed me. So, yeah, that's why I have Clive DeCarl on. So, anyway, that's enough from me, Clive. Any final thoughts before we go? Uh, well, it seems like a lovely day. If you're able to get outside and get a bit of sunshine, uh, that would be probably one of the healthy things to do. Yeah, well, I plan to go and get my phones fixed so I can work, and if they can fix it quick enough, I will go and do some work sitting on the beach. So, if not, I'll have to come back and sit at the table and do some work at the table. But that's my plan of the day. So, you can catch Clive at clivedecarl.com. You can check out his show, all, all of his shows that he's done with me on my website at lukeonis.uk. Um, there are links if you click Clive's face on my website. Click his face. That will take you straight to his website for all your health, natural health products. Um, I personally have, I think it's the gold package um which contains the magnesium the selenium the vitamin d the zinc what else we've got bicarbonate soda in there iodine and it's it's pennies a day if you're really serious about sorting your health out go over to clive's and check out his products so uh, anybody listening to this who's used, who wants to use the iodine, as, as Lou has, they do need the selenium, and the selenium comes in one of the other packs, not in the gold one. Oh, I do apologise. I thought the selenium was in that pack. Yep, so there's the selenium as well that you should check out. But I'm, I, I honestly, it's a last night I slept through the night without waking up every couple of hours in a pool of sweat, even though it was absolutely boiling it was quite difficult to get to sleep last night kind of tossing and turning because it was so hot but i did not have my menopausal hot sweats hot flushes during the night which is probably the first time in about four months so well very good thank you clive as always um we will be back i think if that's okay with you clive in two weeks if that's sure. all right we do the next one in the fortnight because uh, lots of things happening next week. Um, also, just to do with the common law, 
um, there are people currently at this moment while we speak are up learning about the common law up in Dundee. I think it's Dundee, pretty sure it's Dundee. And there are people training over there as peace constables, as we discussed on this show with Dave Lady last week. So um, if you haven't heard that show, check that show out because there's a large group of people currently doing training for the next five days up in Dundee to be our very own common law peace constables. And there's a various range of people from ex-military, ex-police. Yeah, so watch this space because we'll have updates from that as well so that's it lukecollins.uk if you're liking what we're doing as i say we will be joining pete santilli myself one day and clive um i think clive's going first and uh we'll be joining pete santilli next week on his shows so that's it guys thanks to rick as always thanks to clive and thanks to vicky also who works alongside clive and a big shout to darren nesbitt of the sorry darren smith of the light newspaper thanks guys say goodbye Clive bye Just a moment.